Ultra. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end of the world's end, one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. Today, we are preparing to annihilate Minute 2, which begins with Ollie talking on the mobile phone while taking shit from his friends, and ends with Gary describing the site of their heroic quest. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he describes, uh, Gary describes Ollie as... Uh, fancying himself a bit of a player, but really he was all mouth. Yeah, because we kind of get he's kind of he's kind of given like Gordon Gecko energy with him oh, being on the phone. Yeah, you know, uh, sort of five years too late. Okay, so is that is that what's happening? It's like it's like he wanted to be Gordon Gecko, but he he failed, and so he became a real estate agent. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I kind of knew kids like this. Kids that were already kind of like making moves or making money moves, you know, just like, I guess now the equivalent would be like someone who's already into like cryptocurrency uh-huh. or like, cause, uh, cause Peter's minted. It, it, it doesn't say if Ollie is well off, but maybe he's kind of like trying to exude that. Sure. I mean, he has a cell phone. He has a cell phone in 1990. Yeah. So he's not poor. Right. I assume. <laughs> right i uh i so uh, i i guess we should talk about the actor who's playing young ollie sure um, yeah who is who is wearing a prosthetic nose uh it, to, interesting. to match yeah well because he's wearing a prosthetic nose like tip to match um martin, martin freeman, freeman and his yeah. uh his famous nose right his famous nose yes it's sort of like uh, like Bruce Willis uh, and his fa- famous jawline that they had to <laughs> prosthetically give to right um, J- JGL uh, J- yeah JGL in uh, your face looks movie. backwards yeah <laughs> why don't you do what old men do and die oh man so it's who a, is this kid it's a good movie uh, <laughs> Looper by the way uh, <laughs> uh, the this guy's name is Luke Bromley Jesus Christ all of these dudes. If you go on IMDb and look up these guys' headshots, man, they, these are some good-looking kids. <laughs> sure. Uh, Do you see what I mean about the nose? Like, he doesn't oh, have for, the same definitely. sort of, like, round nose? Yeah, 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 for sure. Because uh, it was weird. Is like there's a picture of uh, a still of Martin Freeman from The World's End right next to his headshot. It's super handy. <laughs> so nice. uh, most of this guy's credits come before 2013, before the world's end, he was in two episodes of a show called Silent Witness as Ooh. Charlie Thompson, uh, Dark Matters, Twisted But True as Autograph Hunting Teen, uh, a couple episodes of The Bill as different characters, interestingly, Adam Ogden and Ryan Porter. And again, I have to wonder, is this like, was he uh, pretending to be someone else or do they just like cycle him in? Scott, this might be of, uh, of interest to you. In 2006, he played young Eugene. And an episode of Torchwood. Oh, I that means nothing to me, but uh, 
Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure I would know if I watched the episode again, I'd be like, oh yeah, this episode. But sure. like, yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, I've seen that show exactly one time. In 2007, he was an episode of Roddy Hell, it's Harry and Paul as <laughs> as Darren. So shout out to Ruddy Hell, it's Harry and Paul. Uh, he was an episode of Living It. He was an episode of Planet Cook and uh, a short called Between Us. So a lot of TV hasn't worked in a minute. No shame, no judgment. It's a tough industry. Hoping he's well. Yeah. I mean, he might have just quit acting. Yeah, that's very true. He might have been like, sawed this. I peaked. I got to play young Martin Freeman. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. As good as it gets for old me. I already closed out the tab. Oh, <laughs> I hope he's not listening. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Okay, uh, hey, get in touch. We'd be happy to hear what shooting this was like. I bet it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. That would actually be that. That, that would be like a fun guest get if we could get any of these like young versions. Yeah. Of these characters. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. Um, the sixth birthmark is really funny. I don't like, it's just, it's one of those very like written things, but it's, it's so weird and like that it, it, it feels like real. real. Yeah. Cause it's like, in order for the, any of this to work, he has to have an O name so that they can call him O man. So that it's like a double entendre as far as like Omen, Omen. But he's O man, but it's also Omen because of the six. It's birthmark. one of it's 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 a it's a fine art. Whenever you watch movies like this that are built movies that have built in friendship mythology, mm-hmm. you know whether it's uh, whether it's this or whether it's uh, the Big Sleep, the Big Sleep, the Big Chill. You know, like that yeah. kind of, I know, cause I, I've seen, you know, you see hundreds of these movies with kind of the fake, like, like you said, written mythology where like sure. everybody called this guy shithead cause he <laughs> was a shithead or, and you're like, oh, I, <laughs> I have no idea. This doesn't feel like real life. That just seems like a, a screenwriter trying to write friends. Yeah. But yeah. Oh man. It feels just random enough to be realistic. Yeah, and it's also, like, it feels written in a way that is also clever, but not too clever. So it feels exactly like an Edgar Wright movie. Like, it feels in line with his universes, you know? Yeah, yeah, where he, it's clever, and it's, it's, it's clever enough to be clever, but not too clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so that brings us, that brings us to Pete. Yeah. Pete is uh I I it's interesting because I don't this is the one that I don't I don't see the comparison between like the actor that they have playing him here and Oh, you don't his, see the resemblance? I don't see the resemblance at all. Um but uh I do in like the vibe of him, I guess. I'm definitely about he, it. It's kind of like a uh, it's kind of a Forrest Gump situation where you look at this guy and you're like, "Wow, you can really see um, Eddie Marzan. Eddie Marsden, yeah. Atomic Mar- Blonde. Eddie Marzan. Eddie Marzan. No D. Eddie Marzan. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Eddie Marzan, Atomic Blonde. So uh, young Peter is played by James Tarpy, who was born in Greenwich in 1994. And uh, much like uh, a lot of the other younger people, kind of selective credits, mm-hmm. uh, 
he was in a, a few episodes of a show called After Hours in 2015, where he played Willow Hannigan. Mm. And uh, this was his second credit, The World's End. Before this, he was in a short called Callum, where he played Callum. <laughs> and he was in a movie called Robot Overlords in 2014, a movie called Hector, where he played Ted. But yeah, it seems like After Hours was his big get. And then he was in a couple of TV movies in 2019 called Breckman Rodeo and Responsible Child. And uh, an episode of True Horror, a miniseries documentary where he played Stephen Foster. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think it doesn't look like they put any prosthetics on this kid. Yeah. For this. Um, maybe they should have. You know who he kind of looks like? He looks like a young David Twillis. Twillis. Oh, yeah. I would buy that way more. Uh, man, than, if, than if, man, if Eddie Marsden was shooting one of his many projects, because he's one of our greatest and most uh, uh, busy working actors, David sure. Twillis would have been a good second get. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, but I, but I, God damn it, do I love Eddie Marsden in this oh, movie? This is this arguably I mean, is my favorite role of his. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely my favorite role of his. It was the first role of his that I ever saw, and I was blown away to find out. That he is usually play- he, he the characters he usually plays are like Scumbags. intimidating scumbag tough guys yeah like, like disappearance of Alice Creed yeah uh, weirdly like, what <laughs> it's uh I think the character because it sucks he's so good in this is Pete and you really buy him as just like the the softest sweetest dude yeah kind of uh, I think the characters that I've seen him in that are have the most Peter energy would probably be like Atomic Blonde. Or uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. He plays more of a benign, good-natured character. Yeah. I wonder if uh, that director is going to um, put him in everything that he makes now. Oh, I didn't even – I never got that. But, yeah, you're totally right. Because he's in Atomic Blonde. He's in Deadpool 2. He's in in Hobbs Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, a.k.a. uh, Wild Speed Super Combo. So maybe he's uh maybe he's uh what is his name? Uh Daniel Liedrick or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um I for, I forget. I forget what his name is. It, uh but uh yeah, he's been he's been in like the last 3 things that he's been in, so or that he's true. that he's directed, so. He seems like he, he's one of those dudes that likes to keep people close, whether it's Ryan Reynolds or Eddie Marsden. Yeah. Man, yeah. man, if they ever make another Deadpool movie, it'd be really cool to see The Rock in a Deadpool movie. Oh yeah. The Rock, you know what? The Rock would have been a good cable. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I remember watching cable. I remember watching Deadpool 2. I remember as well. It was a thing I definitely did once. Sure. Um Black Tom Cassidy's in there. Never thought I'd see Black Tom Cassidy in a movie. Yeah, that's true. So uh Pete's getting bullied by yeah. uh by this by this dude. Um and he does a very high school thing. Which is like swinging his bag around. That ever happened to you? Um, yeah, I think so. I got the uh, I got the backpack knocked. I got my binders and stuff knocked out of my hands from behind. Uh huh. But I don't think I ever got like backpack to the face. Well, no, because this was this is he. What he's doing is he's throwing the backpack over his shoulder. Ax- quote and, accidentally. Yeah, and hitting him. Hit it, like swinging it onto his shoulders or back or head. Mm-hmm. Basically, the idea is that the ex- the sudden extra weight will make your legs give out so that you fall. Yes, 
Like that's that's what it is. That's it's just like, <laughs> oh look, look at look at this fucking sad fucker can't stand up straight. <laughs> Hilarious. The, the physics um, of bullying with Scott Corelli. Yeah, it's really it's just dumb. Um but yeah, no, I definitely this definitely happened to me before. I think it was more middle school than it was high middle school. Middle school was way happened. shittier for me than high school. Yes, same. Cause for sure. In high school I had a I had a club, I had a gang, I was a I was a theater kid. Yeah. And so they were like, Oh, fuck him, but he's just a theater kid. But yeah. in middle school everything was such a jungle, it was such like every kid for themselves. Yeah. That I don't know. I didn't have like I didn't have a I didn't have a group yet like uh like these guys. Right, right. Yeah, same to me cuz I was the perpetual new kid and That's middle right. school was like it was like every single year of middle school I was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um so that really sucked for me. <laughs> How many years was your middle school? 3. Well, okay, I only had two. I was one of the I had 8th uh, and 8th were middle school. And then Well, that's that's like junior high, right? Junior high, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then I had yeah. intermediate school, which was 5th and 6th grade. Oh. Which the more I go out into the world, I think that's unusual to most yeah, people. Yeah, my my elementary school was uh K through 5. Mm-hmm. And then my middle school was 6 through 8. It worked out. 5th and 6th grade were super chill. I bet. Because it was like, oh, we're still kids, but we're like kind of starting to. Fifth and sixth grade was when I was first like, oh, girls, you know? Oh, yeah, sure. And, and then seventh and eighth grade were like, you know, welcome to the OC, bitch. <laughs> right. Coming of age with Nick Jimenez. Coming of age with Nick Jimenez. <laughs> um, so <laughs> so uh, this guy that's playing the bully, is this supposed to be this kid? Is he supposed to be? The guy later who asked for the chair. Definitely. 100%. Uh, okay. So if that's supposed to be who that is, the guy later is blonde and this dude's a ginger. Uh, Kind of a weird uh, Simon Pegg evolution. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Is he a natu- he's a natural blonde, right? And, and and he dyed his hair red to be Sean. Is that is that the is that correct? Uh, I think he's a natural brunette. Oh, weird. I think Simon Pegg. I'm pretty sure. Like, okay. like a sandy, sandy, maybe sandy blonde, like very light brunette. Okay. Because I can't yeah. picture, I can't picture like Benji right now. Because I, I assume when he's Benji, he's just kind of allowed to be his normal hair. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's like that sandy color. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. He, he, um, he keeps the show short now, like so many yeah. gentlemen of his age. That's very true. Um. So this this bit is really nice because it's like, he's talking about how Pete is... Good for a laugh, but not the kind of person they would normally hang out with. Yeah. And, but but says that they, they love hanging out with him because he's absolutely minted. So his his family's rich and they have a pool and that's that's fun. It's nice to have a rich friend, basically. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, we, um, we, we get a good shot of uh, of Gary unabashedly uh, defending Pete at being right. bullied. And that's, and that's the thing. It's like he's he's talking about how he wouldn't normally hang out with Pete if he wasn't rich. He's got a real like Harry Osborne uh, <laughs> energy. Yeah, uh, like or, like normally when Harry, Harry's a nerd. Harry, yeah, the way Harry Osborne is supposed to be in like the comics and stuff is that he like no one would hang out with this fucking dweeb yeah, if it not wasn't like, for the fact he was rich. Wait, what did he do before this? He played James Dean. Yeah, cast him as Harry. Yeah, perfect. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I, so so yeah, like he says that, but then you're right. He instantly defends his friend like instantly like mm-hmm. goes in to be like hey what the fuck's your problem man so it's like, interesting like that could be gary king being like hey that's my friend or it could be hey 
he's mine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. one of my guys. You don't fuck with my guys. I'm Gary King. Right. And so it's like it's either like a mob boss thing mm-hmm. or Gary genuinely loves his friends. And I think he does. I think in his own fucked up Gary King way. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I think it's probably a combination of both those things. I think he definitely sees himself as sort of like a mob boss. I mean, he's literally like Gary King, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and but I think that's definitely part of it. But I do think it that is a like a sort of toxic masculinity symptom of the reality, which is that he genuinely loves his friends with all of his heart. But mm-hmm. doesn't know how else to show it other than like Shoving. this way. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, don't hurt him. I'm going to hurt you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then we get a fun shot of them all jumping into the pool. Uh, yeah. I like how I... Andy has a little floaty. Oh, yeah, he does. And he's wearing a shirt, which is. <laughs> I had I Gary... those friends. I... I guess Gary's wearing a shirt, too. I think is Gary wearing a shirt because they didn't want to tattoo Sisters of Mercy on his chest? <laughs> I like that headcanon. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, but yeah, like, I, yeah, he would have that tattoo. I don't want to put that on him for like one shot. Like, mm-hmm. let's just have him wear a shirt. He wears a shirt too. Maybe out of solidarity for Andy. So Andy feels less weird being the, uh, the, the classic uh, friend who doesn't take off his shirt at a pool. Right. Sure. Every, yeah. every gang had one. Yep. Every gang has one. Um, so it was like a nice house. It is. I mean, he's absolutely minted. He's absolutely minted. Okay, did. I, I will also, also, have, can you, do you notice that there's only four of them here? Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I guess, I guess Oliver is too busy talking on the phone to jump in the pool. Is that yeah. the suggestion? Or, oh, no, it's, it's the four of them and he's taking the, Pete's taking the picture. That's right. Yeah, because the last shot was Pete kind of with the classic, like, roly poly. What were those called? Disposable cameras. Disposable cameras. I used to love yeah. those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely love those. I would get those every time I would go on any kind of trip. Oh, yeah. I used to uh, – one of my one of the best decisions I made was I bought one of those for the last day of ninth grade. Uh-huh. And I just took a bunch of – I used it all up on that last day of school. And I, ke- I kept all the photos and I, f- I found them recently. And it was it was a good idea. You know, get, get like a snapshot because it really was a magical time. The last day of of school, yeah, especially high school because you were old enough to kind of do stuff afterwards, right? It right. wasn't like your mom picked you up and you're like, okay, let's go to Blockbuster. But it was like, hey, what are we doing tonight, man? Let's it's the last day of school. Let's go to someone's house. Let's have a party. Right. I I have uh dispose. I I I still have disposable picture photos of. The time that my friend in, I think it was a, it was either eighth grade or my freshman year. And one of my friends was, this was in Florida. One of my friends was having a birthday and we decided that we were going to kidnap him <laughs> uh, for his birthday. So we, ha- I have a picture, I have pictures of us kidnapping him, like us wearing all black, kidnapping like him, tear, yeah, t- t- taping him, duct taping him to a chair. <laughs> So it's just like I have pictures of like under a an underage kid like taped to a chair, <laughs> and it's from when we did that um, memories. And I'm like I'm like wearing my Publix uniform because I did we did it right after I got off work. <laughs> uh, what was Publix? Yeah. Publix? Yeah, it's a grocery store. Oh, okay. I love regional grocery stores. 
Yeah. Yeah. Publix is like a southeast grocery store. Got it. Chain. Yeah. We had uh we had like uh Win Dixie. Mm-hmm. We had uh sure. if you went on to the if you were kind of going down to the country, you would see like a piggly wiggly. Sure. Do you remember did you did you have uh sack and saves? In yeah, we did have sack and saves, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I lived in Texas, that was our grocery store, sack mm-hmm. and save. And then like we still have like Kroger, Tom Thumb. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh so they jump in the pool. That's fun. Seems like a great time. Um, and then we cut to Steve, who is uh smoking between the wall and it looks like trash. I have a dumpster? head definitely kind of yeah, smoking out by the dumpsters. I have a theory. We can't go back. We can't go in back into nineteen ninety, but I think if you asked the unaltered alumni of New Haven High, I bet a lot of them would think that that Steve was cooler than Gary. Probably. I, I think girls probably did like Steve a little bit more than Gary because I bet Steve was like could be sensitive. I feel like it. De- I think it all depends entirely on the personality of the girl. Definitely. Because, be like, oh, you fuck like Gary? Oh my god, Gary's a yeah. fucking disaster. Well, but I don't know that. I don't think that any of them are mature enough to realize that. I sure. feel like yeah. that was the thing. Is like I I knew so many girls that I thought would know better than to date a Gary that were definitely dating nothing but Garys, <laughs> multitudes um, of Garys, stadiums yeah. of Garys. Yeah, because I was I was very much a I was very much a, a Steve. Sure. Um, very much. That was that that was much more vibe my vibe in uh high school was you know, I didn't need to be the leader of anything. I just kinda hung out. I had a messenger bag. That was definitely my vibe. Um much more of a much more of a Steve. Um but uh it's I you know, that didn't really have any bearing on me getting girls. In fact, I had more girlfriends because none of them stuck with me because I wasn't as cool as a Gary King. Sure. So they'd get they'd get tired of me faster. Sure. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, he's not he's not the king. He's the. He's yeah. The oh, he doesn't want to like do drugs or like do anything naughty. I think if I was in this crew, I would I would be uh, I would be a Pete. Yeah, you think you'd be a Pete? I think I was most like Peter of these people. I don't think I was cool enough to be uh, a Steve. I don't think I was, or I, I, you know what? I, I think I was an Andy. I think I was, I was definitely the Andy to a, a, a few, a couple of dudes, a couple of people mm. where I was like their, their person. But I, maybe because the only thing I see of Andy is that he's playing rugby and that wasn't my vibe. <laughs> sure. But that, I mean, that's just an activity, but you, yeah. you definitely did activities. Cause you were like, like replace rugby with the school newspaper. Yeah. Cause yeah, that, that yeah, definitely. Because like the kids that would by high school, I had kind of a reputation of I would fuck back with people. Sure. If if somewhere in middle school, I'd be like, oh god, Jesus, what's happening? In high school, I, by the time I'd be like, hey, fuck you, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna, yeah. So yeah, it was probably like a combination of Andy and Pete. Yeah, I guess I would be a combination of St- Stephen and I guess Stephen and. Gary? I don't know. Cuz Ollie Ollie is is weird cuz I don't know what his personality is. We don't really get to know him very yeah. well. I just yeah, I just know that I wasn't the 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 rich one. I wasn't the minted one. Right, right. Yeah. I had a pool I though. I feel like 
I feel like yeah, maybe I think I think I was probably a combination of 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 Steven and Oliver because I was also constantly like working on my own stuff. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like trying to get rich, but like I was always like working on stuff. Oh, that's would Scott. Be, like, he's making yeah, his movies. I, he's making his music. Yeah, or whatever. Like, oh, he's working on another thing. There he is. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like Gary's vibe, like I was very much the person who would bring in people into the group that no one wanted to be friends with. Oh, um, cool. That was definitely me. And I was definitely the one who was constantly defending my friends and the people that I cared about. Um, so there's a, that aspect of Gary is definitely in me, but that's like the only aspect of Gary. <laughs> sure. Um, other than other than that, I think I would probably be a combination yeah. of, of of Stephen and Oliver. I think I was lucky enough to be the Andy to one or two Garys in my high school career that I'm that I'm still friends with to this day. Yeah. So what? Uh, who who is playing Steve here? So uh, young Stephen, Stevie uh, Baby, Stevie Baby is played by uh, Jasper Levine. Which is a cool name. Wow. Jasper Levine. That 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 borderline sounds like a Scott Pilgrim character. Yeah, that's good. So uh Jasper Levine has four credits on IMDB. Uh they're all after the world's end. Uh he was in two short films, Colors as Mike's friend number two, and uh Pete Cosham in the short film association. Uh, no writing credits, no directing credits. I say that because one of them did write and direct his own short film that we haven't gotten to yet. Oh, wow. uh, but yeah, that's Jasper Levine. He was born in 1995 in Cheswick. Okay. And, uh, five he's... years after, uh, you know, his character was in high school. Was yes, graduating yeah. From yeah. School. So he, he would have, uh, yeah. So cool. And, okay. uh, and then we get, uh, I kind of like how we, we get some really cool shots of Steven and Gary kind of like jamming in the in the rehearsal space. Yeah. Uh Steven plays bass. Steven plays bass. Which is um uh very much a uh like a I just wanna have fun with my friend kind of thing. Yeah. Rather than, <laughs> Definitely. Rather than uh rather than a thing that you would actually pursue. Not a lot of bass players yep. pursue bass playing. Every, every they, yeah. they trick themselves into thinking that that's what they're doing. Uh, and they get really into it and they learn all these bass players and they like, they're like, Oh, like check out this sweet bass line. And you're like, yeah, but it's bass. Like you're not supposed to hear that when yeah. you play, uh, when you're actually playing in a band, um, yeah. you, it, the, it's yeah, used the, to fill out everything else. You have, uh, every bassist has those two moments where they say, and I could play bass. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, they learn the bass line to seven nation army and, uh-huh. uh, and that's the peak. That's, that's as good as it gets. Or, uh, or Longview. Or Longview, yeah. 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 <laughs> I knew how to play that on bass. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So one interesting thing that happens here, though, is that um, we see Sam, young Sam, out the window. Definitely. And, and uh, young young Sam Chamberlain. Rosamund Pike. Um, <laughs> young Rosamund Pike. Mm-hmm. And she makes eye contact with... What seems to be Gary. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. Based on this section here, it appears that Gary did indeed see her first. <laughs> yep. Despite what Steven says later about Gary having a selective memory. Yeah. If, I mean, if, if we are to take this literal moment as the moment, then right. yeah, like Gary did, like Gary saw her, pointed her out, like, hey, look at that babe 
<laughs> right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Steve turned around and was like, oh, yeah, I'm right. She's yeah, all right. She, she's all and right. then he's like, sit down, Steve. Sit down. I got this. I got this. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – it, I mean, if we're taking this as gospel, if we're taking this as uh, capital T truth, mm-hmm. then that's that's true that Gary actually did see her first. But these could also be a series of selective memories. Which – We'll talk about, I mean, because there's some moments in here. I'm like, did that really happen? But um, right. so we get some great shots of young Andy just like having his way in a rugby field with uh, Gary. Gary, yeah. uh, Gary's uh, cheering him on. Right. Did- I think it's I think it's a mistake that they went with as for the colors, blue and green, because with this, with the with the trees and the grass and the 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 color uh grading on this scene when you go to a wide shot i can't tell the difference between the team members not <laughs> yeah they all just look like one massive team to the point where i was like oh is is everyone one color except for andy <laughs> like is it like andy versus <laughs> all the other rugby players let's do that thing where we all team up on andy <laughs> um I also I love uh, Gary like drinking a Foster's <laughs> on with, school uh, grounds on school grounds with a cigarette between his his fingers and he's holding like the other part of a six pack with one last beer in it. <laughs> oh, to be seventeen, yeah. So why are they smoking the weeds here? Oh, you never did that. You never just pretended to be smoking. Well, sure, but like they actually smoke. <laughs> So what are they doing? They're just being stupid kids. I guess so. Like, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we smoked these flowers like they were cigarettes or a joint? Yeah. It's really cool how uh, Andy and Gary, you know, we, we get this lovely shot of them, just the two of them walking down the street, putting their arms around each other. I like how it's just so funny to see, like, because uh, it looks like Andy is wearing his rugby uniform, like, under a jacket. And I, I don't know. I just kind of like how G- Andy seems to be such a jock. Yeah. And Gary is such a uh, metal kid, I guess, for lack of a better. I don't know what the term would have been back then. He's goth. Goth. Yeah. Just yeah. a goth and a jock being best friends is very heartwarming to me. Well, yeah, for sure. It is. It is nice. It's one of those things that feels like it could only happen in a movie. Right. Because um, in reality, they would like never even speak to each other. Or it was a friendship that predated high school. That's also that's also possible. Um, and then Andy figured out that he liked sports, and Gary figured out that he liked being goth and being a rebel. He liked Sisters of Mercy. Sisters of Mercy, but the friendship survived. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and we get uh, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, so they hit the fire alarm, and is this because they're like trying to release school early <laughs> on, the, on the last day? <laughs> yeah, is that what this is? Yeah. That's great. Because the way that they're all running out of there with their backpacks, it feels like they're trying to get away with something. Yeah. And then uh, we get a great shot of Gary and uh, and Pierce Brosnan just smoking in his office. Smoking weed. Smoking weed in his office. Yeah. They're just like token up like him and his teacher. That's so crazy. Definitely wasn't doing that in high school. Uh, weird detail that I learned on the college. That's another story. Commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that uh, – do you know the story about Pierce Brosnan's uh, beard? I do not. So the the beard is fake, obviously. It's a it's like a – it's like a whatever you call that, beard wig. 
facial prosthetic. I don't know. What do you call that? I'm going to go facial prosthetic. Facial prosthetic. So it's uh, it it is uh, uh, it's a fake beard, and uh, it actually comes from another very famous <laughs> character with a beard that is being repurposed here. It was just in storage, and they just used it. Oh, can can you can you can you reveal who? Yes, uh, it is. Uh, it was previously belonged to Liam Neeson when he played Qui Gon Jinn. Whoa, I was going to say Rajal Ghul, but that's even crazier. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's Qui-Gon Jinn's beard. So that's um, like that's already almost a 20-year-old beard. Uh no, it would only be like not even 15 years. 99 to 2012 when they were shooting this? Yeah. Okay. It'd be like 13 years. So you found me. Yeah. Once 13-year-old again. beard, which I guess makes sense if they they shot this in England and I think Phantom Menace was also shot in England. Yeah, Pinewood Studios, baby. Right. It was the only one of the prequels that was shot in England, I think. Mm-hmm. Cuz all the other ones were shot in Australia. In a green screen warehouse where none of the actors saw the light of day until they broke for broke for they wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> they just kept them in storage somewhere. They don't need to see the sun. I didn't they don't just imagine it there on the green screen. Imagine there's a sun right over there. Or there's a sun right over here. <laughs> there's two suns, you see. There's two suns. It rhymes. <laughs> um, yeah. So the idea of smoking with a teacher freaks me out. You know, in high school, definitely it would have. It, it was because, it, like, that's like I would have. You, that's a seventeen-year-old kid. Yeah. But I don't know. It's one of those kind of going back to like, did this really happen or is this the way Gary remembered it? Yeah. So there is a there is a split shot like a like a it's like split in where Gary disappears behind the desk. Mm-hmm. Like so like there he's uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan is like, um, you know, getting his lighten his cigarette and there's a split frame where gary is not sitting across from him (laughs) like a tyler durden kind of shot yeah for sure so i wonder if yeah if this is just like oh yeah no we totally like went in his office and smoked i did not get in trouble what happened gary oh it's cool we we smoked we smoked a joint it was just chill it was chill baby yeah is this just is this one of his selective memories gary (laughs) smoked with the principal well he's not the principal is he Oh no, he's not. He's like the uh he's like a English teacher, right? Yeah. Something like that. Jeff we'll find, we'll find out we, later. Do you, have, do you have a favorite teacher in high school? Did you have like a dude that not, not that you could smoke a joint with, but you could just like be like, oh that guy's cool. Um I was I really lucky. Yeah, I don't think I had I had like um uh not not really i mean they were all just teachers like it wasn't it, i didn't have anybody that i like wanted to spend extra time with i had um, but I, I i there were teachers i liked and i would i would take a class with them like every every semester i did have um my uh my my uh communications teacher who was like it was oh, like, that's a good uh, one that was the that was the teacher that i went to C for um C four actually uh, is what it's called, but it was it was a way where they would like like halfway through the day after lunch you would get on a bus and go to a bigger school where oh. you would get to learn like a more like something more specific that like you want to learn about like a trade, so, like, 
a trade, right? So the trade that I wanted to learn was like TV production. Oh, so, we had one of those for sure. Yeah. So I got on a bus and I went to another school and my teacher uh, at that school was pretty cool. Um, he would, he was, he was the, he was like a media teacher. And so he didn't just do TV production or, or like the, you know, he didn't just do the studio stuff. Mm -hmm. He also did like Photoshop stuff and also like printing press stuff. So there was lots of like printing presses in this room with a bunch of computers and also like a, a corner where, um, all of the, uh, like the, the, the set for the like morning news was right. Definitely. So it was all of this in one big room. And one day I remember that the, there was this one kid who had been in his class. This is, he was a senior and it was like the third or fourth year that he had a class with this kid. And he, uh, he, this kid like made one of the, one of the presses like started smoking and he had to like turn it off and, uh, like an alarm went off and it was this whole thing. And then like, <laughs> the the guy uh the the teacher was just like was like hey schmidt get in my <laughs> office and he's like where's your office right here you're fucking fired <laughs> which is pretty great um That's awesome. he had like uh he had kind of a uh he had like a uh j jonah jameson quality to him that's great. Every kid needs a needs a j jonah jameson in their life. I think so. Like a teacher that's also kind of a first boss. Yeah, totally. That's who this guy was for sure. Yeah, I had one of the. I was I, I was a newspaper kid, like Scott said, and our our the the newspaper teacher was definitely like our boss slash like get in get in here like ah oh, you done you know because like there were there were also kids that you know I was really lucky that I I had a very stable home life, but there were kids that maybe didn't have that, and he kind of acted as a uh, as a father figure for a few of us, and I could tell that he meant a lot to them in that way, and. He still works to this day in the same school district, same, same job. Uh, yeah. Really good dude. Newspaper would call us morons, but affectionately. Uh, I remember he was a big Trekkie and I remember the weekend after Star Trek 09 came out, we were like just talking about it. Cause that was like the coolest movie I had ever seen at that point. Uh -huh. and, and me and my nerdy newspaper friends were like, oh, it was so cool. And some people didn't, I don't know, like, it's, it's it's so cool how they just made big moves, you know, like they blew up Romulus. And then from his office, I just hear, they blew up Romulus? <laughs> they can't blow up Romulus? And he didn't like it. <laughs> wow. He was like an old school Trekkie. Yeah. And, and then I had really cool theater teachers, a uh, guy and a girl. They probably were like in their late twenties, early thirties at the time, uh -huh. and the the guy, Mister Furman, was really good. You know, he like introduced me to like they might be giants and oh. labyrinth and all that stuff. And we would talk about pushing daisies the morning after a new episode would come out. Nice, yeah. He was a That's good, a one. cool teacher. He yeah. he was a really cool teacher. I was really lucky, but uh, but yeah, high school. Yeah. So there's this uh there's this moment where he's Mr. Shepherd asks him asks Gary what he wanted to do with his life and mm -hmm. Gary says I just want to have, have a, good, a time, good time which he thought was funny even though it wasn't meant to be. Um I don't I don't I don't understand this moment, I guess. I guess it's like is it just Mr. Shepherd just being like, well, he's a lost cause? <laughs> or <laughs> I I remember so I I got to sub I got to sub for a little bit. 
uh, I got to work as a substitute teacher. So I, I don't know what it's like day in, day out to know a kid for like years. Uh-huh. But you definitely do get, I remember kind of feeling a little melancholy when I would see a kid and be like, oh, you don't know yet. Yeah. Like life is still so romantic and epic and you're always going to feel like this and adulthood is just going to be more of this. And I can't wait to get older because it's just going to be more of the way that this is. And that kind of wistful, like, oh, you don't get it yet. I don't uh-huh. want to, I don't want to ruin it for you. I don't, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just going to let you have your, you know, six to 18 months of, <laughs> of life the way you, you, you imagine it right now. But then, yeah, you shut the door and you're like, oh, that guy's fucked. Right. <laughs> like, I hope I'm wrong. But oh man, that guy's yeah. fucked. Yeah, I uh, feel like that's what's going on there for sure. Yeah, we get a well, great shot of his DMs. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> he gives him that little toast of his like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck. Because you know, because you know, because you also have those kids where you'd be like, oh, they're fine, they're good, they're going to be a okay, they're set, or they don't even know how good they are. Yeah. Like they're so like, I remember being told by teachers, like, don't worry so much. Right. You know? Cause like, Oh, you're, you're, you're but then also like, Oh boy, this kid. Yeah. Um, so then we get our sh- first shots of Newton Haven. Yeah. As a, as a location, we get our first look at, uh, the ring road. Yeah. Britain's <laughs> first roundabout. Yeah. Britain's first roundabout in Newton Haven. <laughs> Oh man, I really, I really like Newton Haven. It's sort of the uh, the redheaded stepchild to uh, to Stanford, yeah, to Stanford. Yeah, but I really like. I, I think he, uh, Edgar Wright does a really good job of setting Newton Haven apart from Stanford. Yeah, if I could, if I could visit, I think any of the 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 areas uh, from the Cornetto trilogy, I think Newton Haven would definitely be top of the list. Sure. Um. Yeah, I believe so. Sanford always, I mean, going now that we going through it minute by minute, like we did, Sanford is like more city like than I would have originally thought. Like the, the more we, the deeper we got into it, it's like, oh, this is, this is big. Uh, yeah. Like big ish. Yeah. Big ish. It's yeah. a little more metropolitan than I was expecting. Whereas Newton Haven does look like a proper like village. Yeah. Like a shire. Well, and I think too, it's like it's the the uh, the thing with with um, Newton Haven is Newton Haven doesn't feel like it's trying to be anything more than it is. Like it feels a little lazy. It's not the village of the year, right? Whereas Sanford is like specifically trying to recreate some sort of nostalgia thing. Yeah, um, nostalgic the, feeling. Yeah. yeah. God bless Salisbury. Uh, God's yeah. Never mind. <laughs> we are the Village Green Preservation Society, right? So it's it's uh, you know when when you have something like a big grocery store in uh, Sanford, it feels more out of place than it would in Newton Haven. Mm-hmm. Like Newton Haven probably does just have like a like a like a sack and save, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, you know, whatever whatever the equivalent is out there. Tesco, um, not Tesco, yeah. is big, right? But uh, I uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a good looking it's a good looking town, <laughs> um, and I really like this last shot that we get this sort of um, <clears throat> bird's eye view of it that's sort of recreating the map, but in yeah. reality, it's yeah. pretty cool. 
pretty uh, cool. Is this the oh, most God. you've talked in a while? Because it's definitely the most I've talked in a while. <laughs> because of the the situation, the situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know. Um. All right. Well, uh, I think that's about that. That about does us here. Yeah. Not go bad. Duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. Definitely, uh, yeah. Uh, Jeff Bezos is a shithead, but uh, I'd be lying if I said I haven't gotten a lot of use out of Amazon here in the past. My heart goes out to all those people working at the Amazon warehouses. mm -hmm. Uh, We're hoping that you get your fair shake, your fair wages, and what's owed to you. Uh, We thank you for, uh, you know, going up and down those warehouses so that I can get my coffee and my tea. Uh, 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 And I really appreciate you guys right now. Uh, and yeah, but, and if you go to Amazon, uh, duelinggenre.com slash Amazon and bookmark it anytime you need something from Amazon, anytime that you find yourself, uh, needing coffee and tea, like I do, and you don't feel like going out to a store right now for very understandable reasons, uh, it helps us out and it, uh, we, we get a little bit of that. We get a little piece of that pie. And, uh, so just save it, bookmark it, forget about it. And whenever you need to shop on Amazon, uh, do so. And uh, you'll be helping us out. We really appreciate it. And Jeff Bezos, actual shithead. Yes. It's a weird world. None of us are going to the good place. What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, you know. But yeah, it really helps us out. It's actually it's actually really helped us out, that Amazon affiliate link. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with minute number three. But for now, let's boo boo. that man again. Bye-bye. Come on.